Welcome to the Go Time Podcast. Time Podcast. With your host, Todd Martin. Welcome back to the Go Time Podcast with another episode of The Todd Father. The Todd Father episodes are geared towards conversations with my kids, if you haven't listened to them before. This last weekend, I had a run um, at the Futurity on, um, on a three-year-old, and I, like many others, did not come out in a winning place. And, um, so I figured it was kind of a good time to talk about losing. Um, if you're not first place, you're the first loser. Second place is the first loser. You know, man, there used to be a time when I would really beat myself up over losing. And don't get me wrong. I haven't gotten a whole lot better at it. I still, um, really dislike losing. I, I'm... Uh, I don't like them. I don't like losing. I really, um, I hate the feeling. Um, especially when it's tied, you know, it's one thing if it, if you're losing, that's something that's recreational and you're having fun. And of course, you know, everybody knows, you know, you lose a lot more than you win and, and all that stuff. And I get that. Um, man, when it's tied to your, your, you know, livelihood and your income and, and, uh, and that, I mean, it takes on a different deal too. Um, and, um, and so, you know, controlling your nerves and controlling the aggression and, and that you're doing. And as far as like when you're competing in the aggression and being able to think your way through it and, and all of that, um, man, it's, it can be really tough. Um, as a coach, coaching other people, it's really important because the way that I, I make them feel when they come out of that competition um, can be the same feeling they're going to have going back into the next competition. So it's important to to not create a lot of angst and and anxiety and feeling you know self defeating and all that kind of things. When do they come out of the pen? And man, I I I've been really hard on myself at times when I come out of the show pen that I'm just, I can beat myself up over it. And you know what? I'll take that back in the next time I go into the show pen if I don't watch it. It takes a lot of uh, mental preparation beforehand to be able to, um, be able to give yourself the opportunity to, um, have a good feeling about it, going into it and clearing your mind and, and all the things that lead up to a competition. So this last weekend, weekend um, I competed on Thanksgiving morning um, in Oklahoma City. It's usually when the first go always starts at the Futurity. And I was an early, early draw on Thanksgiving morning. And it sucked. I had a crap run. And uh, I, I think I know, you know, I know what, what happened. I know what I need to do and what I need to work on. I really was trying to squeeze something out that I probably didn't, I wasn't prepared for. The horse wasn't quite matured or prepared enough. 
Um, I really had only taken it out one time before the big futurity and, um, and it was, it was a lot more guesswork. I didn't, um, I was not as prepared as I probably should have in the sense of, you know, gotten him out and, and knew what I was dealing with and how to prepare him, but also circumstances just didn't allow it either, um, leading up to it. And, um, and so I got what I got. Man, I didn't like it. <laughs> it. It's not a bad thing either, though. I mean, not liking it. Um, it's how I treat myself when I'm done. You know, so looking at myself as the personal athlete, you know, and I don't have necessarily a coach outside to be able to coach me. I'm, you know, in this sport, you're coaching yourself. And it's very difficult to get coaching from the outside. Um. So my internal dialogue is really important. Um, if my internal dialogue is to beat myself up over it, um, I'm taking it back in the pen the next time and, and I'm going to beat myself up again. Um, so it's really important to frame this properly in my head and to use that desire to not be in that position again to inspire me to have it done correctly the next time and get me back on I think one of the get me back on track when I get back home and I think that one of the things that was really really important years ago in the past whenever I would go to the big show I would if I had a bad run or whatever and I and I was there I would stick around for the rest of the show and I would hang around because I was always uh I I love the big competitions anyhow and we'd be there and and this time I didn't have a good run I stuck around I found a new horse for a client and I came home as a matter of fact as as I'm doing this today um they haven't even gone to the finals yet. Um, and I've been home uh, for several days working my horses and and bringing back, you know, going right back to the grindstone. I want to get this figured out and fixed. I'm mean, getting back here and get mine fixed up for the night. I'm already four days ahead of where I would have been if I had stayed up there. And it's what I do with it. It's like framing it properly in my mind. Um, I can sit here and waller a in my sorrows about what I should or shouldn't have done, or I can use it as inspiration inspire me to get back in it. And I watched a lot of runs from a lot of other guys, um, at the show. And I could sit here and tell you, Oh, how it was unfair or whatever else. But I can also sit here and honestly tell you, that I watched a lot of runs after after my run um, and watched what was going on and the level of showmanship is incredibly good. Man, there's a lot of guys in there that are competing at a really high level of horsemanship. Um, no matter what, you can look at these horse, these random horses and go, well, I don't like the way their head carriage is, or I don't like this, or I don't like that. You can tell me whatever you want. But the level of horsemanship by the masses of, I mean, the number of horses, there were some 400 plus horses 
in that competition. And the level of riding, ride ability and horsemanship in there was really incredible. I mean, really incredible compared to times past. Um, it was something else. I really thoroughly enjoyed it. And the level and quality of horses at the show was really astounding too. Um, and I used that to inspire me to get back and work harder at getting it where I want to get to with this horse. So there's two ways to look at it. Whenever you lose, you can waller in it and feel like it's unfair or whatever, or you can sit back and honestly look at it to benefit yourself and go, what do I need? What am I lacking that that I'm not seeing in my run that I'm seeing in other runs. What am I, what am I missing in what my horse is looking like versus what that horse is looking like? What is it that I need to do and what do I need to change? Maybe I need to humble myself a bit to the point where I go, okay, I need to be where they are at. And what do I do to get there and put that time and work into it or I can sit back and make excuses of it. Um, I'm not one for much uh, for excuses. Well, I can't be for a while, but then I'm going to drop it and I'm going to get to work. So I'm four days ahead of everybody else that's at the futurity working on the next derby. Um, and I'm looking forward to it. Um, I love the challenge and I want to learn from it. What doesn't break you makes you stronger. What, what I don't want to happen I can use that to inspire me. And I was inspired because I sat back at it and I looked at it from an honest point of view and went, hmm, there's another level. I got to get there. So I put the work into it. Come back and I'm going to go figure it out. It's, it's something to chase, something to work towards. Um, and, I'm, and I come back and... And you know what the best part about it was? And I think this is probably one of the most important things. I mean, man, this is such an important thing. When I came back, I was pretty discouraged. Um, I was upset. I was upset for where I was at and what I had done, my performance or what I accomplished. And, um, and man, the first one to come to... Not, not, not necessarily to sit and pick the pieces up and try to put me back together, but, um, but the first one to lend me help, um, to step in to my struggle, um, was my wife. Um, and what a great leader she is. She's such a great example of hard work. She's such an incredible example of self-sacrifice. Um, it's probably the most unsung hero in our family. And, um, and she does it all. I mean, she does it all from a place of, of really of love and a desire for, for me to grow. And, and she loves, I don't know. I mean, she, why? I don't know why she loves me. She like she does. It's ridiculous. 
<clears throat> but she does. She absolutely does. And, um, and my, my kids to see them step in and she's such a great example to my children to see what it's like to be a member of a family, a member of a team. Um, it's truly the unsung hero that you don't see what, um, what they do behind the scenes. Um, I think one of another good example is um, my friends, um, Steve and Andrea Archer. Steve is the hardworking guy and he, and he, you know, is all diligent about it. And he's just a workhorse and his wife loves him so much. And you can see it. You can see it because she's cheering him on. She's his biggest cheerleader. She's his biggest fan. And, and they're, they're, they are a great example of that, of a great team. And, uh, that was the coolest thing that I come back and it was such a lesson for me. It's not the first time that I've lost something really. Um, I've lost a lot more than I've ever won. And, and I, and I think each time I get better at the way that I handle it. And I, there was a long time there where I was really bad at handling losses. And, um, and my wife has been a great example to me of how to, truly lead and be a great example um, to the rest of the team. She's such an integral part of it. Um, and I'm so grateful for that. So grateful for it. And I learn from it. Um, I think that's what true team looks like. What truly re leadership really looks like. I mean, that she is a great leader in our family. Um, and she's an inspiration to me. I mean, the, the it's that, you know, I don't know. It's a, it's a cool thing. And I think that uh, I grow with it each time that I come back from a big show. Um, I see a lot of people that when they looking at the big shows and, oh, I can't, or just, or even just any show. Well, I, you know, I, I'm not going to go to that one because, you know, I'm not ready. I'm not perfect. I'm not got it all together. I like, man, the whole purpose in going to the show is finding out what the purpose in the show is. And it's not necessarily to win. It's to grow and get to the point where you can be in the spot to be able to win. But you're never going to find that out by staying home. There's always a risk of losing. You can't be thinking about and concentrating on loss. It's like everything else. It's about the journey. It's like my marriage. It's about the journey and who I get to have it with. So I teaching my children what a team looks like, what a family looks like. What does, what does love and support look like? Oh, kind of looks like everything else. Kind of looks like my savior. It's a sacrificial leadership. That's why we didn't expect him to be who he was. When he came, we expected him to come in on a big white horse, drawing his sword and cutting down our adversaries. Instead, he came in on a donkey. Yep. Came in on a donkey. 
that's what I felt like. <laughs> it was like I came in on a donkey. But it's a great thing about competition. Man, I'm going to come out of that one with a new concept. It helps me to grow. I'll apply it to my life, apply it to my kids, apply it to my clients, apply it to my life, and work hard for the next one. That's what losing looks like. Hope you enjoyed it. Time for the done on the podcast for the Todd Father today. Get out there and win.